I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, you, get off my cloud. You don't know me and you don't know my style. Who be getting flamed when they come to a jam? Here I am, here I am, the method man. Patty cake, patty cake, hey, the method man. Don't eat Skippy, Jif, or Peter Pan. Peanut butter, but, cause I'm not butter. In fact, I snap back like a rubber band. I be Sam, Sam I am, and I don't eat green eggs and ham. Style will hit your wham, and goddamn, you be like, oh shit, that's the jam. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host Rod and Karen, and we're in the house on uh, Wednesday, end of the week. Yes, it is. Last show of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're premium, then we'll see you Friday. But um, yeah. So uh, we only got to about about two hours here because we actually have to be on another show uh, live at uh, eight forty-five on Block Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, so the relationship handbook. Um, and, uh, we've already tweeted the link out and stuff, but I'll put the link in the chat in case people want to hear us over there too as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll be on there talking about relationships and stuff, uh, and whatnot. Um, all right. Uh, the official weapon of the show is an unofficial sport. It's bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. And today's podcast is brought to you by... Adam and Eve, sexy ass Adam and Eve. Sexy, mm-hmm. sexy. What you got on, Adam and Eve? I think Hope you got not a whole lot. Oh, yeah. You sure you want to play this? Well, I don't know. Some people might like the pee thing. My bad. Just be sure they obey 18, y'all. You can make this Valentine's Day one that you'll both never forget. With this amazing offer from AdamandEve.com for consenting adults of age. Through Valentine's Day, you'll receive 50% off of just about any item. Just go to AdamandEve.com and you'll get find over 18,000 adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and a seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. And there's more. With every order... You'll also receive their free romance kit. Free, I say. Their romance kit includes a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a little something you'll both enjoy. Mm-hmm. Plus a free adult DVD to put you in the mood. And that's not all. They'll also throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special Valentine's offer. Get 50% off of one item, a free romance kit, a free shipping, and free shipping when you enter offer code TBGWT. That's TBGWT at adamandeve.com. Mm-hmm. Secret lovers is what you want to be. Don't you have 18? While making love to Run. I feel there is something that I I, I don't want to miss. All right. Um, I guess let's get right into the news and stuff. 
uh you know all the, you know the drill guys leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher right mm-hmm. you know blackouttips.com slash premium everybody's up on this make sure you guys do all that stuff we appreciate that we do um it uh helps the show out um because that's how we make our money now all right guys mm-hmm. uh, and also um if you want to if you want to go find the show you can actually use tbgwt.com now yeah, it'll redirect you to the blackouttips.com right now for right now. But hey, we got that Earl, baby. We've been wanting that thing for, for five a long years. Time. We done had an eye on it. TBGWT.com. Some nerdy, nerdy inside the ballpark stuff, but it's a celebration for me and Karen. Yes, because for the longest, it has been a uh, Chinese gambling joint. I think prostitution sting was on there. It's been everything. Mm hmm. Uh, all right big news here guys i know this is why you come to us so we can break the big news empire asked jennifer hudson and rita Ora. god damn empire like we're gonna get all the black stars no they didn't two more stars have joined fox and empire uh jennifer hudson and rita Ora will guest star on the hit drama no details about their characters have been released yet uh, but they might play themselves. Oh, they might fuck around and maybe watch the show. Cause it's like, they keep getting all these people. I was like, if everybody want to be on this motherfucking show, do I need to watch it? Yeah. I can already see Terrence Howard making up some lies about her. You know, Rita, I helped discover you. You know, y'all right. remember when we used to sing in Harlem back behind the bodega. Then they yeah. always cut back to some black and white memory and shit fox is like we don't get all the black people back <laughs> after being booted from american idol hudson won an academy award for dream girls in 2007 that's right yeah she did and she made them change all the rules and regulations but now it don't matter if you win or don't win they own your ass for life yep oscar winning uh 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 actress Jennifer yeah hudson. she was that big girl singing that song honey she was singing too she will be on empire her other credits, of course, include Sex in the City and Sex in the City 2 and Smash. Aura is set to make her acting debut on Fifty Shades of Grey this month. So Rita Aura, also hot. Everybody hot like fire. Joining the Empire cast, man. Empire making some power moves. Lee Daniel out here. Yeah. He ain't fucking with y'all. Mm-mm. He was like, you might not want to watch it now, but yo, but I'm going to get your favorite star here. Mm, when Denzel come on, it's going to shut it down. I shit, I watched that one um let's see what else goes on um a train hit a car in the railroad's deadliest accident um a crowded metro north railroad train passing through westchester county at the height of the evening rush on tuesday slammed into a sports utility vehicle on the tracks at a crossing oh creating a fiery crash and explosion that killed seven people injured a dozen, and forced the evacuations of hundreds. It was the deadliest crash in the railroad's history. Passengers were temporarily stranded after evacuating the train as its front car continued to release billowing smoke into the cold night air. Service was suspended on the Harlem line on Tuesday night as firefighters responded to the smoking car and officials said they were investigating what led to the crash. The train hit the SUV, a black Jeep Cherokee, in the crossing at Commerce Street in Valhalla, New York, around 6.30 p.m., officials with the Metropolitan Transportation uh, Authority said, the MTA, 
drivers of the vehicle and six people on the train were killed so it's just driving the car yeah uh mm. this is a, this is a truly ugly and brutal sight said uh andrew m kumo um the car was stopped on the tracks and the crossing gates were down when it was hit, hit by the train resulting in a fire that consumed the vehicle and the first car on the train the train pushed the suv about 400 feet god damn uh, the explosion caused the third rail of the tra- track to go through the front train car. Woo! And if you do that to an SUV, that's... And that fool out there out trying to outrun the fucking train and got hit, like, y'all realize they ain't got brakes like, like your car? Passengers were evacuated through the back of the train, about 400 of them were taken to a local rock climbing gym for shelter, where buses were, take, were to take them to the next working station. Ten people were seriously injured and two others had injuries that were not life-threatening. They were taken to local hospitals. The locomotive engineer on the train was among the injured. One passenger, Scott Miller, 45, said he was riding on the second car to train when he heard the bang. The train screeched to a halt and you immediately started smelling smoke, he said. People started screaming, run to the back of the train. He grabbed his coat and bag and started walking down the aisle toward the back of the train with other worried passengers, he said. It was kind of crazy. You had firemen trying to bang open doors. People were jumping out of the windows. A worker at a nearby gym, Michael McGuin, 22, said he saw sparks flying from the tr- front of the train and heard a huge crash. He said he saw the train breaking and the car catching fire. I knew immediately that it was a car and that it was going to be really bad. A short time, short time later, he heard passengers moaning and trying to leave the train. I just saw a lot of dazed and confused people. They all looked shell-shocked. The Metro North had been under intense scrutiny after a series of crashes that killed six people in less than a year, including a derailment in 2013 on the Hudson Line that left four commuters dead in the Bronx. A federal report released last year was highly critical of the Metro North. On Tuesday night, the National Transportation Safety Board said it was sending a team to investigate the crash. According to preliminary information, the gates at the crossing came down on top of the SUV, which had stopped on the track, so they weren't trying to... I guess outrun the train. <gasps> okay. The driver got out of the vehicle and looked at the rear of the car, then got back in. What? Whoa. And drove forward. Then the vehicle was struck. Did they think they, they could cross or something? They clearly got stuck. They got out of the car. They had enough time to be like, I'm, I could get the fuck away. My car is done. Or I could try desperately to get in here and, like, get across somehow. And that person decided, I'm going to try to make it with my car. And died. Yep, and got killed. Mr. Estorino said the crash appeared to be the SUV driver's fault, not the conductor's. Service on the Harlem Line, which runs from Grand Central Terminal to the Wasiac, New York, in Dutchess County was suspended between North White Plains and Pleasantville on Tuesday night. The train in the crash had left Grand Central around 5.45 p.m. and was running express. Transportation Authority Chairman Thomas F. Pendergast said the express train usually carried around 655 people and could reach speeds up to 60 miles an hour. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, the MTA said there will be a major service changes to the railroad's Harlem line, on Wednesday morning, and riders should expect delays and crowded trains. So now everybody's got to kind of suffer till they fix this. Right. 
Because um, for me, like, I, I personally don't play when, um, because, you know, we got the light rail. So now in, like, certain parts of, like, uh, uh, South Boulevard and South Charlotte, they have, like, those uh, light rail trains and depend on the time of the day. Sometimes they move very, very frequently up and down and they have, like, the bars to come down. And, like, if I come up to it, I stop and I stop prior to the bars coming down but some fools like she like stop between them when the light between the lab like fuck that if this start shit start blinking and your ass gets stuck out there that fucker gonna hit you like i don't know why people think that it won't be them i don't know people are crazy man i i guess Cause i do i know i die I, you know i don't know about these people think they're invisible but i i know a train will hit my car and i will die I think in our minds, we just think our shit is so important at the time. You just aren't thinking very much further than that. You know what I mean? Like, you, okay. you, you're only thinking, uh, you know, I have to get my car. But I, I, what am I going to do without a car? You don't realize you're risking your fucking life. Right. The, the car can be replaced. You can't. Yeah. Um, te- a Texas man threatened his girlfriend seven times in a month. Then he killed her hours after she begged police for help. Yeah, this happens a lot. Police in Corpus Christi on Tuesday said they had done all they could for a woman who asked her for protection from her ex-boyfriend and was killed less than 24 hours later. On Monday, 33-year-old Heather Cogliati went to the police department to report her on-again, off-again boyfriend, Jose Calderon, had threatened to hurt her and had slashed her car tires. While Cogliati was speaking with officers, Calderon called her cell phone and he agreed to come into the station and give his side of the story. In the video interview released on Tuesday, Calderon dismisses Cogliati's claims as part of an ongoing cycle of their relationship. We've done this a lot the whole two years. We go back and forth. We'll fight like this and she knows I won't punch her, but she punches the hell out of me in the face and she'll bite, do whatever. She said, I'm so scared you're going to kill me. Calderon admitted during the interview, I've never said that out of my mouth. Never do I ever threaten this lady, never. I don't know why she says this and that. Although CCPD records show incidents between the couples going back to January 2014, including seven death threats and other incidents last month, Calderon repeatedly denied during the interview that he ever threatened her or that he slashed her tires. So he's just lying. It's not like, because people tend to think of the police as like this one hive mind, but... If a different cop is showing up, if you go to the station and talk to somebody that hadn't worked their case, you just go in there and lie. Like, oh, I don't know what she's talking about. She's crazy. Yeah, honestly, sometimes they don't pull up shit like they're supposed to and see, hey, this is an ongoing issue or anything. That, as far as they're concerned, this is the first time they've seen this shit. And it's dependent on their kind of, but like, oh, quote, yeah, unquote, man, that's how relationships go. Yeah, like that little sense of misogyny, like, well, obviously she's doing something. What's she doing to deserve this? Mm-hmm. He says she likes playing the little mind games, too. She's not quite as innocent as she makes it out to be. By the way, this is one of the reasons I don't really go back and forth with niggas on the Internet when they start talking about that. It's 50-50 mm-hmm. when, when women are killed or be it, or domestic violence. Right. I don't really talk about it because a lot of times the crazy killer motherfucker people talk just like you. Yes, they do. You know, and that's exactly how this person was talking. Oh, well, she plays games. Uh, she hit me, actually. She the one, you know, I've never said that. She's the one that's acting crazy, uh, officer. 
uh after the 37 minute interview with police is over calderon was allowed to leave about 16 hours later calderon shot her to death in the apartment and then turned the gun on himself at a press conference on tuesday they said they the police said they did all they could do to protect her under state and federal laws um the law (laughs) the law not only gives us authority but it restricts our authority so the system works in a very methodical way bauer said victims need to understand when to start when start to that when start to suggest that you leave your home or your job is for immediate safety not because the legal system needs that he pointed out that an emergency protective order requires a certain level of violence yeah like you need to get beat up to get the order despite the person saying in seven seven times in 30 days i'm going to kill you right like that's not enough they need to like try to kill you then we can go oh okay we need to protect you so a protective order can't be criminal mischief for instance will not reach a level where somebody can get a protective order it requires violence at a certain level it is issued by a judge if there's no arrest made there's no arrest for violence made then it wouldn't meet the criteria so sad shit man yeah, and it goes back to, uh, not that this doesn't happen to men, but because this is a crime that happens to women, nobody gives a fuck. Because women are most of the time the victims. And in our society, crimes that affect women like rape, like uh, 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 domestic uh, violence and shit like that, nobody cares because at the end of the day, it affects women. Yeah, and I mean, like a lot of these predators, a lot of these abusers they depend on the fact that so many people especially men and women too to a certain extent um they depend on the fact that you will make excuses for them in your head Mm -hmm. whether they discourage whether they deserve the excuses or they don't you make the excuse like you're sitting up there going well you know um is it really, you know, isn't it really kind of on both people's fault? Isn't it really both sides? Isn't it really two sides? Yeah, well, you know, 90% percent of the time, the side that ends up killing somebody is a man to a woman. And right. we can't deny that shit. You know, it's mm-hmm. like when racist people deny why we have affirmative action. Like, we can't deny the society and the systemic, like, uh uh, influences on the situations like yes you might be looking at an individual situation but you know it's almost fucking hopeless if if, if somebody decides they're gonna fucking kill you and okay, how many restraining orders almost you nothing, out? yeah it's almost nothing that could be done to a certain extent right you know most women don't even die until they're trying to leave so Correct. even the people that just go just leave that's normally when you get killed correct it's just a crazy situation where these a lot of men have this possessive impulse because society kind of, you know, uh, still perpetuates women as property. You know, that's why you get married. It's a property thing. It's a property thing. So I feel like a lot of this is um, possession. Like these, if I can't have you, nobody will have you. Right. And they don't talk about, and I've seen this situations where women, women have literally had to pack up overnight and leave Women have had to go to different states. Women have to legally change their names, you know, because he finds out what your job is, you know, because a lot of jobs in your email, your email address is your government name. You know, a lot of jobs are starting to get away from that for to protect their employees. But, you know, it's one of those things where your 
public name is out there. They can Google you. They can find everything about you. So women, they change, have to change their name. They have to legally change their children's name. They have to go into hiding, you know, like change their whole identity and who they are right. just to run away because when they go ask for help, they're, they're always told that we don't have any help for you or either they have friends and family to just turn them, turn back around and take them right back to the person that's doing this abuse. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Young Thug says Jay-Z is too old to rap. Hmm. I don't know who he is, but... I don't feel like you do know who Young Thug I, is. I, 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 probably just, I probably do. It is probably something you've played a gazillion times, but I don't pay attention. I, uh, oh, these dudes! <laughs> these lifestyle dudes. Yep. The dudes, I don't know what the fuck they saying. Also might know him from two bitches. has a project called the legacy project which profiles 19 of the top music makers who've made a lasting impact on the entertainment industry several hip-hop artists that they've included so far rick ross future Nas, and pharrell also included among those artists is young thug people in their motherfucking list but go ahead thuggers rise through the h through the hip-hop industry took off in 2013 when he signed the gucci mains uh 1017 brick squad records now the rapper tells gq he would like to remain relevant forever i'm j too old oh i'm sorry finish your article i'm sorry i'm gonna be here forever thug says in the q a i don't want to rap forever i but i want to be rich forever i don't want to be 50 years old and rapping man i'm pretty sure nobody wants to do that thug born jeffrey williams is currently 23 years old as he gets older, he believes the youth may not find him as appeasing due to the general ga- generational gap. I think they meant appealing. Appeasing. Anyway, Jay-Z, who is 45 years old, has proved otherwise, but Thug isn't looking to follow in the hip-hop mogul's footsteps. If you're 30, 40 years old, you're not getting listened to by minors. Like, Jay-Z has some of the sickest li- lyrics ever. 
but i would never buy his cd just because of my age and because of his age by the time i turn that old i ain't gonna be doing what he's doing i'm pretty sure jay-z don't want to rap right now instead he hopes his career will pan out like bill gates or little wayne's wait little wayne's still rapping what are you talking okay anyway um that's what he thinks about jay-z i have a i have several things to say about this and maybe i'm wrong but why is it that when it comes to rap slash hip-hop we can't get old every other genre of music you can get old and still perform the music do you you see the old ass um what you call that um people performing all the time the rolling stone not the rolling stones kiss is one of those groups uh and i don't know all the groups but y'all know who i'm talking about them old white folk or men that go around and perform they booking them for super bowl the dude that slid his uh dick into the camera and shit like that but they can perform forever um hip-hop is still young compared to some of these other genres of music and i don't think there's anything wrong with somebody being older um and rapping like maybe i'm the odd man out and the thing is like why is it that when it comes to rap, it's always considered a young man's thing? Why? Why? In other genres, you get old, the artists get old, everybody just gets old, and everybody's happy and content with that. And mm-hmm. the thing is, like, Jay-Z got money, nigga. You know, he act like Jay-Z is broke. He got, he's he's making money. Yeah, well, he's just saying he don't want to rap. He said Jay-Z shouldn't rap. And who are you to tell him that? He's young thug, Karen. He's, uh legacy one of the 19 uh that's why i said these most influential hip-hop since 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 hot since 2013 word okay mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. well, it was 2015 2015 right that's what yeah. two, two years okay we really got to stop letting white people make these lists man. right it's they, getting out of control because yeah, because a the list makes no motherfucking sense mm-hmm. um because the thing is that i can understand what the fuck jay-z says Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, sir. Yeah, your beats is hot. I can pop to it. But I have no goddamn... I don't know what you're saying. Maybe I need a young kid to come and interpret it to me. I don't know if it's because I'm just old. But it's just one of those things where I don't have a problem with listening to young rappers, listening to old rappers. You know, I, you know, and the thing is, like, it's one of those things where the market will dictate if you're bad. Because if you're bad, your shit just won't sell. But even if you're bad and people buy your shit, it don't mean you good. I don't be, be, to be purely, it don't mean you good. It just means a lot of people bought and liked your shit. Well, I just think over time with longevity, um, you know, it speaks for itself. I do think you have you have a good point about people not allowing rap to get old. Right. You know, I feel like maybe the undercurrent of rap is that, hey, it's a youth movement. But um so was rock and roll you know so so was jazz when it started like things age as the as the people age in them and uh you know i think that jay-z's success and relevancy um speaks for itself and i think young thug really is in no position to really talk about it what's funny to me Mm -mm. is i'm sure if you i remember when reasonable doubt came out jay was doing interviews saying he wasn't planning on rapping more than three albums so i just think it's a youth thing I think when you're young, and Jay started rapping at like 30, so, or not started, but he kind of like he put out reasonable doubt at like 30 older, almost. Right. So, I just think people say stupid ass shit when they're young. Lupe Fiasco swore he was only going to do two or three albums. You know, like it's just that thing where you start talking, but this is your, this is how you make your money. This is your art. You, you know, you really don't know what the fuck you're talking about. 
you know like mm-hmm. and young thug will never have this problem because he won't be relevant in 10 years no there's nothing right. he can do like he's not gonna be a mogul he's not gonna be mm-hmm. the next bill gates no he, you have no substance to what the fuck you're talking about i can't understand you sound like you're speaking a fucking foreign language right you know so i you know i think i mean what magna carta holy grail went platinum fucking before it was released Correct. so you're just not, you know, it's just. Yeah, and talking about album sales, pe- people rarely buy albums anymore, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. think that has anything to do with age. People are just like. Well, they bought Magna Carta Holy Grail. That's true. I mean, you can't. That's you can't, true. You can't throw that apart away. No, like, I'm not standing. They, they are buying albums for people they like, you know. Right, people, people that they like. And that, and that's the thing. I want to know what was the standard for this list thing that they made. Who gives a fuck? Right, I honestly. dumb. The, I, I just think we gotta stop letting white people like pitchfork and shit make these lists. Oh, these they lists, don't know what the fuck they're talking like, about. Like part of one, like one of the things uh, that white folks don't get in general about hip hop, or not that they don't get, but one of the things they do with it is that they will take something that is a joke and be like, "Well, I'm entertained because it is goofy." But they treat it seriously. And that's right. not cool. Like, and I think actual hip hop fans and people that know, you know, know what they're talking about. We don't make that mistake. So like, Mm-mm. you'll have them saying shit like Lil B is great and he's putting out great albums, mm-hmm. but he's a sideshow. You know, Correct. He's, he's, he's going to, uh, universities and giving the commencement speech, but it's all as this tongue in cheek laugh at the, at this, at this dude movement and it's because they're treating him with legitimacy and i just don't think you see that much in black culture you don't see black people treating lil b with the same seriousness as they would nas jay-z even a rick ross uh like you're just not gonna see that so it's like this little tongue-in-cheek hipsterness that comes up with these articles sometimes where you're like gq what the fuck are y'all doing like, right, you was like nobody black was on your list because they'd have told you if you don't get Lil B off this goddamn list. Right, so um, let's see what else we're gonna talk about. Um, how about this? Uh, there is a dude who's doing uh, inter- who was doing interviews after um, at the Australian o- Open mm. where. Of course, I boo won it all. Mm-hmm. How, uh, she she's Serena. like almost like one of the top of all time. Or she, if she ain't, she real close to the top. Uh, what do you mean? Like with her wins, I think she's like tied for like almost one of the top two or three of all times as far as winning like um, grand slams or trophies or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's real high. But this is not her nineteenth one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, she's the world number one uh, tennis professional right now. Uh, she's buried the hatchet and will return to Indian Wells to play in a tournament she has boycotted for 14 years after suffering racist abuse. In a column from Time.com, the 19-time Grand Slam yeah. singles champion says she has discovered the true meaning of forgiveness and will go for a third title at the California Resort in March. Tournament scheduled March 11th through the 22nd. Good. I hope you're going. I hope you beat the shit out of everybody, girl. It has been difficult for me to forget spending hours crying in Indian Wells locker room after winning in 2001, driving back to Los Angeles, feeling as if I had lost the biggest game ever, not a mere tennis game, but a bigger fight for equality. 
the 33 year old Williams wrote, I'm fortunate to be at a point in my career where I have nothing to prove. I'm still as driven as ever, but the ride is a little easier. I play for the love of the game. It is with that love in mind and the new and a new understanding of the true meaning of forgiveness that I will proudly return to Indian Wells in 2015. Right. They can't something that they don't talk about and, and, and an underlying thing and why I, I'm not even a huge tennis fan, but I love to see the Williams sisters play because they whoop ass in the predominantly white sport and a lot of white folks don't like it. And, and the biggest reason why, because they don't let you forget that they black and it makes them mad and it makes them feel uncomfortable. That's why I'm glad whenever they do the doubles with each other, they whoop everybody's ass. I'm glad whenever they uh, uh, beat each other, like play each other. It's just one of those things where um, they're excellent in that sport. And people, I don't even know if people ask them an interview, have really sat down and interviewed them and talked to them about all the racism that they've had to deal with and literally had to overcome from playing sports, going to the courts and people probably telling them y'all can't play here. Mm-hmm. You know, having to raise money because they couldn't get sponsors and shit like that. Like where they are now is not where they've always been. I, and I'm on the outside looking in, but I realize that they get scrutinized for things that other players do all the time. There's not a big thing like running. All of them grunt. But for some reason, when they do it, it becomes a problem. It becomes an issue. We need to correct it. You know, and it's just one of those things where um, I'm proud of her for saying I will go back and I will not let you defeat me. Um, And I really do hope she go and I hope she spanks everybody's ass. Um, So she won her second title at the showpiece event in 2001, beating Kim, uh, Kim Kleister's. In a final marred by the behavior of some fans who booed and heckled the American, her family apparently in response to her sister Venus withdrawing injured from her semifinal. So because Venus got hurt, they booed Serena. And she said in her autobiography, My Life Queen of the Court, Williams describes the events which prompted her boycott. I could hear shouts of nigger here and there. I even heard one angry voice telling us to go back to Compton. It was unbelievable. I believe it. She she made her main draw debut at Indian Wells as a 17 year old in 1999, beating Steffi Graf in the final. I have thought about going back to Indian Wells many times over my career. Uh, I said a few times that I would never play there again, and believe me, I meant it. I admit it scared me. What if I walked into the court and the entire crowd booed me? The nightmare would start all over. I'm just following my heart on this one. Indian Wells is a pivotal moment in my my, of my story. And part of my tournament story as well. Together, we have a chance to write a different ending. And they have some audio of it. Um, I guess it's just fine. We will not probably hear the same reaction from a crowd with a win as we usually would. We have to respect the way she has competed. came out with that forehand and I guess this is after she won back with more from 
Williams, our winner here for the second time, and she defeats Kim Kleister 6-2 in the third set, and Serena's down courtside. Serena, what a great competitive effort, but yeah. when you walked out on the court, you heard the boos throughout. How did, how were you able to deal with that, and what did you think about it all? Yeah, um, that was that was the best thing for me. I think it was just a mental match more than a physical match. I didn't even play well, so I just was able to perform mentally, and it was a little tough because I've won here before, and the reception wasn't so good, but, you know, if you're a champion, you should be able to get through it. Well, you showed you were a champion. What a great competitor and fight you had. You were down and set in a... This pisses me off so bad because she's 17. Right. You know what I mean? She's only 17. Like, not that any age is acceptable for what they did, but they don't even see her as a girl. They don't even see her as a human being as a person right you know and and also something else that that, that, that pisses me off and why i i feel like it's a lot of underlying racism when it comes to these two underline well, overline well, well it is a Line lot beside, it, adjacent it's, it's a lot parallel. of racism they try to cover it up that's why i said underline but but it's a lot of racism when it comes to these chicks because everybody else can do off stuff like they could sell jewelry model and all this shit but when they went and started doing clothing line and started doing this other shit, they weren't taking the sport seriously. They criticized them for just doing something outside of tennis. And I will say, well, goddamn, y'all give them a break. I don't see these other bitches do all kinds of shit and they don't get criticized like this. Yeah. You know, but I think, you know, they disguise it behind all that stuff. Right. But, That's why I say make the money on the court, make the money off the court. Just make your money. Yeah. Uh, but you know anyway uh what originally started this is uh you know at the um australia open there was this guy uh uh, eugenie bocard or bochard uh who um was doing the tv interviews um from the sidelines Mm -hmm. and the guy holding the microphone I mean, I'm sorry, not this guy, this lady, Eugenie Bocard. So the guy holding the microphone eyed her bright pink dress and invited her to do a little twirl so the cameras could get a full delight of the garment. Now, yesterday, last night, you uh, tweeted that you loved Serena's outfit. Obviously, the fluoro is working for you girls at the moment. She was kind enough to give us a twirl. Can you give us a twirl and tell us about your outfit? A twirl? A twirl, a pirouette. Here we go. to say i honestly think serena's outfit is the best even better than mine i'm gonna give her that so um is that sexist care it's an appropriate question say it's it is an appropriate question inappropriate yeah oh okay because she came up there to talk about what the fuck she was doing not to twirl like you're not even taking her seriously yeah um yeah it's pretty sexist man and right asking Cause one, automatically, you're not gonna ask the male stars to give you a fucking twirl. Correct. And you're gonna ask them about, you know, actual, the match. Tennis. You're not gonna talk to them about their fashion choices. You're not gonna talk to them about, uh, you know. What uh, kind of shoes they had on. Yeah, and you know, it's just, what a weird sport. You know what I mean? Like right. everyone just sitting around. But yeah, and she tried to be polite about it because yeah, she'd have been the bitch, and she'd have been like, "Um, no, I will not twirl. Would you please ask me a question about my sport?" Right. So it started this whole thing called Twirlgate, where people were, uh, you know, were going in on the dude and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just you know, it's just interesting to uh, give us a little twirl. 
Mm-hmm. Like I'm fucking 15 old. No, uh, drop down and uh, touch them toes, please. Right. All right. Now, uh, make it clap. That's good. Make it clap, please. Good job. Good job. Um, 50 Shades of Grey is uh, being targeted for a boycott. Why? Because if it ain't good, nobody going to go see it. And see it. White people gonna go see this. White women are been waiting for their whole lives for this. Game. Yeah, cause that book sold like crazy. Cause I remember at my job that shit was selling like hotcakes. Yeah, um, I never read it. Don't want to read it. Well, uh, a grassroots campaign launched last week and gained esteem on social media is urging moviegoers to boycott Fifty Shades of Grey and use the money they were spend on tickets, popcorns, and drink. Uh, $50 to support a domestic violence shelter or agency. Why can't you do both? Why can't I just go enjoy this shit-ass movie if I feel like it? First of all, if I don't go see it, I'm keeping my fucking money. Ain't that That's number one. Uh, the money you would I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, but but like if you were somebody that would say, hey, I'm going to go, uh, why can't I? You act like I can't do both. Right. The money you would have spent on movie tickets and a babysitter or movie tickets, popcorn, and drinks will go towards serving victims of abusive relationships like the one glamorizing Fifty Shades series. Hollywood doesn't need your money. Abuse women do. Yeah, oh, a lot of people just making are. This a campaign just to make a campaign. Yeah, a lot of people are upset with the way the BDSM quote unquote relationship is written and in the book series. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, everybody of course has their own opinion about it, but yes, they do. At the end of the day, it's fiction. Correct. So I mean, it doesn't really matter how they write it or whatever. It's. Mm-mm. It's actual fiction, so everybody needs to kind of calm calm down. In my opinion, like yeah, some people campaign just. It's like campaign. saying, yeah, it's like well, boycott Terminator because people are gonna get killed. Like you know, it's a it's fiction. It's not an instruction guide. If you there's plenty of resources and other takes on it and other books. If you really want to get into that lifestyle, I suggest you don't just read one fucking book. Ain't that the truth? And take off like that yeah, make sense. yeah. A lot of people think they into that lifestyle but when shit still happens you realize that it may not be for you yeah uh the campaign which is a wednesday morning has 4156 likes uh on this facebook page that's not even a lot mm-hmm. honestly i think we might have more likes than that on our facebook page we do it's backed by several american and canadian anti-abuse and anti-exploitation organizations including Nor- uh, national center of sexual exploitation which condemns the film in its own facebook post last month Canada's London Abused Women's Center, Stop Porn Culture, Antipornography.org, One Angry Girl's Design, a Provincial... Well, you Puritan motherfuckers. I might go see the movie now. Are you serious? Yeah, like I said, some people are protesting. NoJackingOff.com is supporting it. Uh, no More uh, no more Sex.org uh, is also <laughs> supporting it. Come on, man. My eyes are up here. I'm supporting it. <laughs> .com. Come on, man. Um, real women don't end up like Anastasia. They often end up in a women's shelter or on, on the run for years or dead. Well, that won't make as good a movie. No, it, 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 and the, and do you understand what BDSM is? Well, not just no. Forget that. Don't say that because we you haven't read the book and I haven't either. Because and there's a lot of ways to do BDSM. Yes, it is. So, well, people don't end in a shelter. That's what I'm talking about. So what are they talking about? Well, they're saying the style and the way they wrote the relationship book is if a woman went along with that stuff in real life, she'd end up probably in an abusive relationship. That's not really a BDSM relationship. That's fine. 
my thing is it's still a fucking movie Correct. it's still a fictional book yes they're not saying women here's an instructional guide this, no they're the, not the guide to bdsm if you read it as an instructional guide that's your fucking fault Ain't you that took that upon truth. yourself you know you can't it's, it's like it's like how people always try to limit entertainment because there's fucking dumbasses out there correct i'm sorry but the dumbasses is just darwinism i'm sorry but we can't limit hey no more christopher nolan movies somebody shot up a theater sorry but then theater's gonna get shot up because you can't stop life for the fucking bottom feeders that are just gonna do dumb shit i'm sorry it's not uh you know just because the movie doesn't depict shit in a way that you would like it to be depicted doesn't mean that it can't be like take this away from everybody no you know, you don't just, don't I, go see it if you don't want to correct. boycott it if you want to but it's gonna make money people are gonna go see it mm-hmm. and and those people a lot of those people most of those people live healthy lives yes they do they're just people like you and me they just happen to be fans of something you're not a fan of mm-hmm. you can't shut it down because you don't agree with the fiction of their book the fiction of their book Oh my God, you serious? Um, real women don't end up, yeah, so they end up in a woman's shelter or run, run for years or dead. Adding the film makes violence sexy, but doesn't deal with the dangers and consequences of controlling abusive relationships. Cause it's fantasy. Right. It's fantasy. It's not supposed, it's not supposed to be a documentary. Campaign organizers from Stop Porn Culture and London's Abused Women's Center told the Times on Monday that they were thrilled with the amazing response and that they had already gotten confirmation of donations to domestic violence agencies as far away as Germany and Australia. People are really upset about this movie and its potential for glamorizing stalking and abusive behavior, so they're happy to have the chance to do something positive to help offset the damage. The below, <laughs> the damage, the below Facebook post for the campaign urging people to click like if they if they were kind of maybe going to see uh 50 shades of gray and this page convinced you not to buy your tickets had to see the 178 likes since it posts so and some people lying it's 178 that's nothing Karen. That, even if they were all telling the fucking truth 178 people okay yeah that movie's still probably gonna be number one when it come out yeah and like you said probably most of them are lying or whatever mm. They weren't going to see it in the first place. Right. And then they pretend that the, it was this that changed my mind. Uh-uh. But 178. All this shit does is just give publicity to the movie, which is funny to me. Correct. It calls more people like me who go, should I really go see this movie now? Yeah. But, um, yep. What are you going to do? Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, oh, uh, Arizona inmate raped a teacher in prison um and uh the attorney general says it's her fault the arizona attorney general's office is demanding that a lawsuit brought by a teacher who was raped by a convicted sex offender in an unguarded prison classroom be dropped according to the teacher's attorney she was had been administering a test to seven inmates at the arizona state prison complex in amen in a room that was not monitored by a closed circuit camera she had been handed a radio and told to call for help if there was any trouble. But the radio had been tuned to a channel that the guards did not use. Six of the inmates finished the test early, leaving the woman alone in the room with the 20-year-old Jacob Harvey, 
who have been sentenced a year earlier to 30 years in prison for you guessed it beating and raping of a glendale woman in front of her own child according to the lawsuit harvey grabbed her from behind choked her to the ground before stabbing her repeatedly in the head with a pin and then tore her clothes off and raped her the woman not only screamed for help so these guys weren't even in earshot the, the guards but she tried to call for assistance on the radio that they gave her that the guards gave her her attorney scott w- uh, zwillinger uh wait zwillinger uh wrote that as a result of the brutal rape and assault the woman suffered physical injuries great fear for her life and well-being and severe traumatic emotional distress with which she continues to struggle to this day however in the motion to dismiss not subtle dismiss assistant attorney jennifer i mean general jonathan weesbard wrote the plaintiff is an arizona department of corrections employee who routinely works at the prison complex by being placed in the classroom at the complex the officers were not placing the plaintiff in any type of situation she would not normally face the risk of harm including assault always existed at a prison like even plaintiffs want to the plaintiff wants to create an artificial impression that the adoc adlc officers knew she was uh in danger but she did not know it makes no sense of course if the plaintiff did appreciate the danger of her situation as an employee she could have done something about it yep she should have did something about it guys like use the walkie talkie scream for help um so you set up basically not enough safety at the job basically this is basically what comes down to a work safety issue Mm -hmm. you set up not enough safety but it's the employee's fault because they didn't realize it wasn't safe until something fucked up happened to them Mm -hmm. i I fucking hate arizona i hate it as a state what a terrible god awful Mm -hmm. place you live in arizona get the fuck out guys i don't know what you're waiting on well, your rape is your fault. I mean, I guess that's everywhere for women, but goddamn. Um, they just sit up there and, uh, oh, well, you know, why didn't you, uh, why didn't you do something before you got raped? What is Don Lemon doing the fucking interviews and the shit? <laughs> Apparently he is. Jesus. Um. And if I was her, I wouldn't stop there. I, I would, I would, I would, uh, press and press and press. Like some, yeah, because that, because that's just fucked up, and I don't know how anybody in their right mind would just say, okay. Yeah. Dismiss it. Yep. But, uh, that's how, uh, but, that's how they determine to handle it is, uh, why didn't you say something before the rape? You know? You know, see you at work next week. Oh, I know who runs the Arizona black, not black Twitter, the the the, the crazy niggas on Twitter that just say racist and, and crazy shit, like the <laughs> underbelly of Twitter. The That's, Bill Cosby yeah, defenders. Yeah, the people that... Ray Rice defenders. Right, all those people is in is in Arizona. Yeah, what a terrible fucking state. Um, I never intended to kill his penis. I was just angry. How do you kill a penis? A 17-year-old girl poured acid on her boyfriend's genitals. To punish him for distributing a pornographic video he made of her without her knowledge. She blamed anger for her actions. I never intended to kill his penis. I was just angry and all I wanted was to make him feel the pain I was feeling. Oh, you feeling the pain? 
he gonna feel is. the pain forever. And 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 uh, what she did was fucked up. But I do think that they actually need laws that that uh, you said some states are passing laws that like when people do this shit to you, revenge porn. This didn't happen in America though. Okay, yeah, but but yeah, when people do this to you, you should have some form of recourse so that if your job googles your name, all of a sudden you start popping up in these fucking porn websites, they won't just assume that you're out there fucking and making porn. Mm-hmm. Because that's, you know, that's her thing. Because the way society looks at it, nobody gives a fuck about the man. All they're going to say, look at this whore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girl whose name is known to to the news, but, you know, can't be published because she's a minor, attacked her boyfriend, who was 25, with battery a- with battery acid. Ain't she, well, depending on what the, what the age is, I'm going to say she's the age. She's 17. He's 25. I don't know if that's illegal, uh, but this, you know, maybe in the United States they can't publish it because she's not 18. Um, But uh, anyway, she poured it with poured battery acid um, on him while he was drinking beer with his friends at a tavern. She said he had tricked her because she was not aware he was not using a condom or that he was filming them. Oh, so that means she had to see the, the video herself because other people had seen it. I had to do something to show him that I was angry and wanted to hurt him so that he could see that he messed with the wrong girl. She said, oh, well, he sees that now. Mm-hmm. She searched in her father's tools for a wheel spanner. She could use to teach him a lesson while I was searching. I came across an old acid bottle. I took it and went straight to his regular drinking place. When I got there, I became angry. I didn't hesitate to pour the acid on him, she said. Uh, Koza, who had no problem with his name being published, but asked not to be photographed, said he That's had been... That's funny, because he showed in my photographing her ass. Right. And putting it out there, and right, sh- not using the condom. Penis and... is fucked up now. Don't put my face out there. Okay? Right. I don't want people associating my face with my fucked up penis. Everything... Uh, he's been dating her since December. Everything happened in the blink of an eye, because I saw her... When she was coming with a bottle, she didn't realize that she was carrying acid. She just angrily called me. I didn't realize she was carrying acid. She angrily called me a dog. She asked, how could, how in the world I could have done such an evil thing to her? It was only then that I realized she was talking about the video and that I, that I took while we were having sex. In the video, he is seen pushing the girl in her school uniform onto a bed. He added that the sex was consensual. We agreed to have sex, but she was not aware that I was filming the sex using my laptop computer. I did not intend to show anyone the video. I still don't know how I got on the social media. Nigga, Whatever. Please. Yeah, yeah, the hackers got you, bro. That's because you know everybody was like, "Oh, we got to get Coza's computer." That's really where the hacking is 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 hot right now. We Forget gotta, we Sony. Break into your cloud. Word. Yeah, we moving from Sony on to Coza. The remorseful Koza added that although his penis would never work again due to the damage caused by the acid, he was lucky to be alive. He said he w- he was advised to press charges against the girl, but he does not see the point. Yeah, you're not going to get your penis back. Sure not. Even if I press charges, it's useless because it won't bring back my manhood. Her being in jail will just ruin her future because she's still young, and I do not have the energy to attend courts, he said. Probably yeah. owe the money. When you don't have a penis, you know, it's a lot of life... I feel I still think the key to life is not having a penis. It just everything seems so much clearer. Yeah, less important. He's like talking, um, pain is not the way. Mm. 
Fuck around and be like Cora and learn how to fly and some shit. Mm-hmm. He now has to urinate through a tube and <sighs> he has to undergo surgery. The girl says she's also considering pressing charges related to his creation of pornography so she ain't done with his ass nope she's like i don't give a fuck if you sue me or not we're gonna be in court because that video's out there and you you ruined my life with that his lawyer probably told his ass not to press charges like so you Um, want an underage scorned woman that you illegally created child porn of right to you want to charge her with a crime yeah okay well i mean if you don't mind going to prison i think you need to leave this shit alone but if you if you want to go to prison like a uh, big bank take small bank all right according to the film and publications act child pornography is defined as any image or description of a person real or simulated who is or who is depicted or described as being under the age of 18 years old engaged in sexual conduct right so she was underage that makes sense Mm-hmm. when asked for a comment Calcutta police said they will open the case if either of the two came forward. So the police even don't even want nothing to do with this. I wonder if he turned to a Batman villain now. No, 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 just how it happened. Penis man. Two balls or something. I don't know. Yeah. Acid dick. That's right, Batman. It's me. Um, Chris Brown and uh, Kakarot back in the news again. For mm, what? uh instagram meanwhile on instagram yippee-ki-yo yippee uh karuchi that's how you say it uh someone was on twitter and they said uh at at uh carrot cake riding around dot dot well she put she posted a picture of herself and said uh riding around not getting it and it's just a picture of her in a car in the passenger seat. See, she's a pretty girl. Of course she's pretty. She's dating Chris Brown. Uh, what, are you going to be dating somebody ugly? He's Chris Brown, carrying okay? superficial. Yeah. So this dude, Leo Tano, uh, said, let me ask you something. Dot, that, dot, 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 dot. That never ends well. Why the hell are you famous? <laughs> oh my you can ask about a lot of people the shade people do on instagram is so fucked up right what do you do that benefits society or that is entertaining all i know is that you love to ride chris brown's dick for stacks and she got the right to if that's what she wants to do so of course kamehameha was not was not pleased Happy at all with that. no she wouldn't so she responded at leo tiano my nigga the fuck you talking about two question marks you clearly don't know my life <laughs> i work and i work for mine's little nigga i'm famous because niggas like you keep my fucking name in their mouths you know what i do to benefit society i fucking give back to the community i put food in their mouths and smiles on their faces what the fuck do you do besides sit up here and try to downplay women you are a low life and sad excuse for a male, little nigga. Oh shit! I know she had words. Mm-hmm. Karma Chameleon was going off. Yeah, she was. So Leo had to respond back. LOL. So basically, you live off of attention. I work for mines, and I don't have to flog flog like I, what I wear every day. 
and suck dick for stacks who's a sad human being now little bit by the way he didn't tag her in this so then the next po i guess he forgot to tag her so then he tagged her just at karuchi by himself like you know what i'm saying oh lord like for- yeah he didn't do it right so he did that right. at the end yeah he's like, oh my bad my bad i want you to see this <laughs> yeah so uh what Car- a flog uh don't give me the line i guess yeah, I'll look you it know up that now. you know that the young folks be using all these foreign words flog is an acronym what what does flog stand for it ain't no urban dictionary so well i don't know man uh the year of the flog i know um pog fat ass white girl but i don't know what flog is some kind of slang i don't know don't give me the line mm-hmm. so somebody sorry. said they think it means floss but i don't know damn it yeah maybe it was, i thought it was a typo of floss at, at, at the at the moment but <laughs> um but i guess now we're looking this up flog definition f-o-g f-l-o-g definition but i don't, um, don't want that flog yeah, they don't have it. Oh, okay. I'm surprised there ain't no urban dictionary. there. You know, niggas put shit out there quick. Let's see. Year of the Flog, Simple Justice. Uh, um, this, but this looks like some criminal defense shit. What the fuck this means, man? Yeah, urban dictionary don't a have flog, that's some shit they made up. Let's see here. Antonic Prebetic, who offered the original definition of flog and flogger, considered um 2011 be a banner year for flogging in his recent post flogging a dead horse no lawyers blowing i'm confused yeah i'm pretty sure whatever they're talking about ain't got shit to do with being a lawyer (laughs) no it does not so i'm gonna assume that that's not right maybe flog means like fashion blogging or something okay I don't know, because he he implied that it was something about taking pictures of clothes and shit right of like a flogging yeah um Kara Kara responds back what is flog so it wasn't just us Karen oh okay good bro you're dumb as fuck shut up before I make you suck my dick for some stacks she said <laughs> um so you know I, which is funny because uh maybe he meant to say flog so he spelled it wrong maybe so uh of course at this time Chris Brown sees it and he says uh devil face on the transaction and um and uh of course uh kerosene replies eat my ass and chris brown said i missed that with five exclamation points (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile on instagram yippee-ki-yo yippee-ki-yay um but uh yeah they was acting pretty stupid (laughs) apparently so uh, speaking of acting stupid, Columbus Short is back in the news uh, for apparently threatening to kill his baby mama. Uh, he already got a baby mama. I mean, didn't he just get uh, divorced from his wife? Like, who is this person? Columbus Short threatened to kill Jamie Foxx, according to a woman Short got pregnant. Now, who saw his original relationship and thought, I need to get me a piece of that? 
fuck is wrong with people? Because mm, he surely making that scandal money, so I don't know why you looking over there for money. Yeah, but I mean, you saw this nigga beating his wife right. and his kids. Come on now. And thought, now's the time to hop on the Columbus short train mm-hmm. and get my SUV stuck on the tracks. Apparently so. Agostina Lanieri got a restraining order against Short Light last week after claiming he was emotionally abusive to her and physically abusive to her kid. You don't say. So you brought a kid into this shit. She also claims in docs that he told her, if I choose to kill one of these niggas, I will do that. I'm that crazy nigga that will be on the news as the nigga that murked, murdered Jamie Foxx. She says he then went on, y'all should be very afraid, very afraid. Lanary also claims he hit her child, justifying it by saying the boy needs to learn. She says he was definitely a threatening dude, once telling her, don't forget who I am, I have a knife. He's in order to stay 100 yards clear of her and her son. Yeah, well, he was probably abused as a kid, too. You know what? Hitting that kid. Yeah. Uh, Keeping the cycle going. It happens a lot. Crazy man, I I don't know how yeah. you let that motherfucker around your kid, dog. Uh, around you, you, a Utah Republican has said he's not sure if husbands should be charged with raping sleeping wives. Lawmakers in Utah can't decide whether a husband should be charged with raping his sleeping wife. If an individual has sex with their wife while she is unconscious, a prosecutor could then charge that the spouse was raped. Theoretically, said Representative Brian Green. That makes sense in a first day scenario, but to me, not where people have a history of years of sexual activity. A measure that would clarify the legal definition of rape was approved Tuesday by a legislative committee, but Green and other lawmakers aren't sure whether it will pass. I'm not trying at all to justify sexual activity with an unconscious person. It's abhorrent to me. But do we as a body, a legislative body, want to make that rape in every instance? Yes! The measure would make two changes to the existing law, which read the victim has not consented and the actor knows the victim is unconscious, unaware that the act is occurring or physically unable to resist. Right. It's goddamn rape. Uh, well, I mean, once you put a ring on it, I mean, you know what I'm saying, fellas? Give a fuck what you put oh, on no, it. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. All right. State Representative Angela Romero wants to remove the victim was not consented from the statute. Lawmakers also are also considering whether to add language that specifies the anger. The I mean, the actor knows the victim is incapable of knowing what is happening or resisting the due to a mental disease or defect. I wonder, do y'all fuck y'all? Do y'all rape y'all wives like this? Does your wife sleeping and you just hop on it? But like, well, I'm gonna take your pussy, bitch, and you don't want to press charges against your ass. Like, I wonder why people are so are so, are so against shit dick is talking to us rapist well look where i was raised karen um if a woman falls asleep around me i'm taking the pussy you know what i'm saying all right and then i was like get daddy a sandwich you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> get daddy a sandwich after my sexual assault that's how i get down because i'm the man around here you know go fold them clothes at the end of the day, mm-hmm. when we that's, took out... That's how you get acid on your penis. Oh, you? Uh, you better get that in a sandwich with that acid on my penis. <laughs> at the end... <laughs> at the end... <laughs> What's wrong with that dude? That Marvel money, man. 
at the, insane. At the end of the day, <laughs> when we took out that language, if somebody is unconscious, you probably shouldn't attempt to try sexual relations with them. Romero, who said the changes would help prosecutors and defense attorneys alike, an attorney who helped draft the measure said the current law places too much burden on the victim to prove the case. Right. You know what's funny? I still don't know how you prove the case. You, yeah, you still. It's really gonna be your word against hers. But um, but at least it's a clearer, cutout definition. But yeah, right. But even still, I mean, you have to like catch somebody filming it or something. I don't mm-hmm. know how you win because that people are still gonna be inclined not to believe a woman because you know she's still a woman. Right. Scary vagina lip flapping everywhere. You can't trust their words. Mm-mm. They better make that a sandwich. Hi, am I right, guys? Come on, chat room. <laughs> With them lips. Where, where my where my sandwich where my sandwich eaters at? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Put some oregano on my tomatoes. That's what I do after I rape. Yeah, put some Miracle Whip on it, girl. Make me a Bill Cosby sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Double entendre. Make that a sandwich. <laughs> she, Want me to crush a few pills on it for you? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She cited a 2008 rape case where Catch County, uh, from Catch County that was dismissed after the judge determined the prosecutor had not proven a lack of consent through words or conduct. So basically, the Bill Cosby law, hey, you you didn't say I couldn't rape you. Mm-hmm. Remember when I said, uh, are you awake? And you didn't say anything? And I said, uh, if I can have sex with you, just keep breathing. And you ain't stopped breathing. So, I mean, ah, no harm, no foul. The victim woke up the to the event happening to her, but because of the statute, that statutory language the case was dismissed how can you express anything when you're unconscious it needs to change said donna kelly who's the utah prosecution counsel although green who wants to amend the u.s constitution to allow states to ignore federal laws they don't like expressed doubt about the proposed changes to the law he agreed sex with an unconscious person should be defined as rape with the possible exception of spouses so his thing is okay okay if it's in a college a dorm or some shit, fine. Yeah, they've been a floozy. But if I bought you a ring, I should be able to just take it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you shouldn't have fell asleep around me. I hope this wouldn't happen, but this opens the door to it as individ- an individual has sex with their wife while she is unconscious or the other way around, if that is possible. It yeah, is. It is. Yep, cares right me. But a prosecutor <laughs> could then charge that spouse with rape, he said. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just, not, nah, I don't know about this. I don't know, um, how you win these cases, even if you change the law. Right. It's just, it's just another, to me, this is more of a tool to educate people with. Mm-hmm. Um, which I do support. I do too. Because it at least gets to discussion about, hey, what is rape and all that. But yeah, you, this is the resistance people put. I don't think, like, I'm not going to charge Karen with rape retroactively. You know what I mean? Like you, ah. you clowned up on me in the bed, Karen. Like, you know, most people I think are adults and we navigate situations, um, accordingly. Pretty, right. Accordingly. Right. Some, there's some couples that, you know, I, and, and here's, and you know, personally, this is not my thing. There's times where Karen's gotten like tipsy or something and her thing is like, now nah, let's have some sex. And, I'm like, you don't, first of all, you're going to be sleeping five minutes. <laughs> I sure am. Like, so I don't even know why you pretending. Why you pretend, right? Like, it's not, like you lay down, I'm, I lay down, I. 
right like i'm not trying to uh get blue balls tonight just go lay down and fall asleep <laughs> so i'll just be like oh yeah go lay down girl i'll be in there in a second and i'll just play fucking xbox because she's not gonna wake up yeah because i go to sleep but then i don't go in there when she's passed out and be like you had said you know what i'm saying like <laughs> to me i i guess i'll never understand the appeal of sex with somebody that i don't think wants to have sex with me correct you know what i mean like it's just not this is a, a huge turnoff for me I, yeah I dudes don't have to deal with that so it's hard for them to imagine having forced sex maybe maybe that's what it is like I, like literally i mean i know men do get raped but right. you know the average man especially if they're a straight male does not have to deal with a woman on the average oh yeah i i know what you mean okay yeah i'm not arguing that i just mean i i just don't get how they can't fucking get it like I, I don't know like i just think i have something inside of me that just doesn't click the way for other dudes maybe they just have learned over years like sex is about conquest it's about you know capturing a woman almost like getting her in a situation where I'm like prey pokemon right you know um and i'm just not trying to catch them all so i don't have it in me it's like yeah, that's true if yeah. i like to me the the biggest turnoff is um i'm not trying to fuck well uh have a nice life you know like i'm not trying to you know i don't want to go where i'm not wanted ain't that true but um anyway some people don't give a fuck apparently mm-hmm. uh what the hell is going on in argentina karen mm-hmm. that's right a lot of people don't know um uh apparently there's this <clears throat> presidential scandal that's going on um a draft for an arrest warrant for the argentinian president christina fernandez uh de kirchner was found at an argentinian prosecutor's home shortly after he was found dead under mysterious circumstances oh shit yeah this is some shit off 24 jack Bauer on the case then ain't he yeah this is the president there uh, it is unclear if Alberto Niesman, the deceased prosecutor, intended to execute the warrant. Prior to his death, Niesman had traced the 1994 suicide bombing of a Buenos Aires Jewish center to Iranian agents. Niesman's death initially looked like a suicide, but although the gun that killed him was found by his body, his hands had no gunshot residue. Niesland publicly accused President Kirshner of colluding with Iran to derail the investigation in exchange for access to oil. So he was like, look, I'm trying to find out who was behind this bombing. It's going to lead back to some some Iranian people. And uh, he said she was she was uh, stopping his investigation. Using her presidential authority to to stop it. And they end up dead. A judge declined to hear Niesman's indictment of Kirshner, which many... The president ends up dead. Chloe, what do we do? Not the president. The This is the prosecutor that's in the... Oh, the prosecutor. Yeah, the prosecutor was going to press... Like, was going to issue a warrant for her arrest, for the president's arrest. Oh, he was. ends up dead in what looks like a suicide. Turns out is not a suicide. Right. Um, and they find the arrest warrant in his house as well. Right, because he had... And- they must have found out that he was going to do this or some shit like that. She was like, nope. A judge declined to hear the uh, his indictment of Kirshner, um, which many analysts concluded was deeply flawed. 
kirshner initially referred to neesman's death as a suicide but later reversed herself to say it was not a suicide in a statement kirshner announced a bill to disband the country's intelligence service and replace it with a new one shortly after reversing her stance on neesman's death so, so it's like oh, uh everybody we'll can- have some different people looking into this people that don't know shit get out of here so yeah oh mm-hmm what a, what a crazy situation um it says uh uh alberto needs been a prosecutor who had recently accused the president um of conspiring with iran to subvert prosecution of a terrorist attack was found dead in his home the door locked from the inside although although neesman's death initially looked like a suicide many believe he may not have been murdered the gun that killed him was found lying next to his body but there was no gunshot residue on his hands suggesting he was not holding it when it was fired and a number of his colleagues and supporters have come forward to say he made appointments to see them in the days following his death on january 22nd president kirshner who initially referred to his death as a suicide publicly changed course and released a statement saying the death was not a suicide and that Nishman had been Nishman had been manipulated by forces seeking to undermine her who may have then killed him she's like i i was set up too y'all it's crazy to me too <laughs> <laughs> then on january 26th kirshner unexpectedly announced that she would submit a bill to dissolve the argentinian intelligence service and replace it with a new federal intelligence agency the so story- she's gonna get rid of everybody that's in there right now and bring yep. all new people in that basically she's over right yep the, okay the story grew even stranger february 3rd when news broke that Neesman had reportedly drafted a warrant for the president's arrest before his death the 26 page document was found in the garbage at his apartment it calls for president kirchner and her foreign minister hector timmerman to be impeached and removed from office and then arrested however there is no further information about who created the document and if it was in fact neesman it is not clear whether he planned to try to execute it or if it was simply a draft that he thought he might use in the future um the, apparently that and, and how you could just gonna take some shit like that and be like you know i feel like tossing this in the trash yeah the Association of Mutual Israeli Argentina, the AMIA, uh, was bombed. Um, it was Argentina's worst terrorist attack. In 1994, the Buenos Aires Jewish Center, the AMIA, in which 85 people died, uh, was, it was bombed. Uh, it was the worst terrorist attack ever committed in Argentina. In 2006, Nisman formally accused Iran of responsibility of the AMI attack, alleging that the attack itself had been carried out by pro-Iran Lebanese movement called uh, Group Hezbollah with Iranian support. Of course, Iran and Hezbollah both denied this. In 2007, Argentina obtained Interpol arrest warrants for five Iranian nationalists believed to be responsible for the attack, including Mohsen Rabavni, who, who was Iran's cultural attache to Argentina at the time of the bombing. Neesman accused President Fernandez de, de Kirchner, Kirchner of trying to t- trade impunity for oil. Last month, he publicly accused the president of colluding with Iran to derail his investigation in exchange for Argentine access to Iranian oil. On January 14th, just days before his death, he filed a 289-page criminal complaint alleging that government officials had conducted secret talks with Iran in which they offered to shield Iranian officials from charges that they planned the bombing in exchange for oil imports. The complaint includes transcripts of wiretap conversations between Argentine negotiators and Iranian officials. The New York Times reports in one call from 2013 
Luis D'Elia, a powerful union leader who served in the administration of Kirchner's uh, husband, former president Nestor Kirchner, said that he was negotiating on behalf of the boss woman and that the government was interested in sending a delegation of negotiators from the National Oil Company to Iran in order to further the deal. Wow, this shit is like something off a of homeland. Right, and it's, and it's crazy. It, a lot of that shit is crazy because um, I'm looking in the chat and uh, Leslie said that she used to, she lived there for like two years. Right. And she said that this woman, I think her husband was in office for two years mm-hmm. and she got an office right behind him. And she was talking about uh, they like the... Um, when, when women had children, she was saying that they would lock them up. And then once their children was born, they would give them to rich families and kill the mothers and shit, shit like that. And now a lot of the children are finding out who their real family, you know, is. It's not the people that actually raised them. So, you know, they have a lot of issues and shit like that. And I know America ain't best. And, yes, America is corrupt. But, I mean, this is one of them things we just got to go. Goddamn. Other transcripts recorded conversations on how to place the blame for the bombing on right-wing activists and suggestions that Argentina might swap grain, beef, and even weapons for Iranian oil. Still other conversations, uh, recorded discussions of how they would have Russell Wilson throw a touchdown rather than give Marshawn ah! Lynch the obvious, the obvious choice for mm-hmm. a touchdown from one yard out. Controversy. Uh, they would rather give him the MVP. Neesman was found dead just days after filing his complaint. Neesman was found dead just a few days after he filed the complaint, although he was inside the home and the door was apparently locked from the inside. His friends and family, as well as much of the Argentinian public, expressed skepticism that he would have committed suicide. His mother and ex-wife have both told journalists that they did not believe he killed himself. The president initially posted a statement calling his death a suicide. Wow, that, that just makes you look complicit, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely killed himself. Nothing to see here. Versus saying, let them do the investigation and we'll find out what happened. Yeah, she later changed her course and said she was convinced that his death was no suicide. Her administration now attributes his killing and the allegations in his complaint to rogue intelligence agents. So that's why she disbanded the thing. She's like, oh, it's our, our intelligence agents are undermining me. So we'll just get that fixed, guys. Nothing to see here. I don't believe that. The journalist who initially broke the news, uh, Damien Pasteur, fled to Israel days later due to fears he was being followed by an intelligence agent. Pasteur, uh, who worked for Argentinian's English language Herald newspaper, wrote in Heret that he believed he had spotted an intelligent agent, intelligence agent telling him as he went to meet a source. Argentina, he wrote, has become a dark place led by a corrupt political system. Mm. Um... The government denies the allegations, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the president announced she's going to dissolve the central intel- the intelligence agency. And uh, the theory uh, that has received the most attention is that Argentina would get oil from Iran. Crazy, man. Like I said, some like shit out of like Jack Bauer got to come <laughs> and fix this issue and kill some brown people until this is fixed. Right. You know? It's the only solution. The gang. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get into our segments here. Uh, starting first with uh, fucking with black people. We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. 
that's right guys it's time to play the game that we all love to hate to play it's the game where we read articles from all around the world and we grade them from zero to 100 intervals of 24 for how much we feel fucked with as black people today's contestants everybody all right uh let's see karen pick a number let's do number five number five bill o'reilly goes after uncle murder and lawyers for appearing in hands up video um all right new york public defenders a hundred lawyers up here fuel warning very unpleasant stuff coming up roll it the question, why are attorneys Ryan Napoli and Kumal Rao, who appear in the video, not being disbarred? Here now, criminal defense attorney Joe Tacopina. So uh, I asked for you to come in because you're a New York State guy, and uh, it seems to me that this is misconduct because all attorneys in all states are officers of the court. Am right. I correct? You're right. Professional rule of responsibility, professional rules of conduct, 8.4. Um, these guys could be in for a real rude awakening. Disbarment is a possibility. There's three um, p possible ways they could be disbarred committing a crime. This actually could be considered inciting a riot to class A misdemeanor. Um, but less than that, just for, for conduct that lacks the characteristics relevant to practice of law. Well, it's hard to believe, but there are uh, actual c conduct rules that attorneys have to follow, but they're not enforced. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, who's going to bring... Who's going to bring action against these two public defenders? Who's going to do that? Somebody has to the do The police it. union can file a complaint with the disciplinary committee. The disciplinary committee, then, the way this works, is a confidential proceeding, and they're very serious. Uh -huh. it's, not a, it's not a, you but know. But the police back. union or some other person would have, have to, to do initiate it. a complaint. Okay. Yes, that's what happens. And so they, they get hauled in, and their defense is that they didn't know mm. what was going to be in the video. Right. Well, that's that's a ridiculous defense. I'll tell you why. As a lawyer, they're not just rappers off the street or, or kids in the neighborhood. They have an obligation as lawyers to understand what they're lending themselves to. They have an obligation to uphold the law, to make sure they don't run afoul of the law, and, and do things that are prejudicial to the administration of justice, which all this is. It all right. falls under. So if they say, well, we didn't know, first of all, the guy's name is Uncle Murder. Hence the video, the, yeah. the rapper in the video. So, right. you, but you have an obligation to know before you lend your law office, especially one that is subsidized by governmental funds. Yeah, they get paid New York by City funds. Dollars, you right. don't lend your law office, right. and you're, 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 I mean, they're getting paid by tax dollars. And, and part of the money they get, which is really appalling and disgusting, um, it, it comes from a, a government subsidized fund called the um, Patch Eddie Byrne Fund for the slain officer, Eddie Byrne, New York City police officer, was killed. There's actually money from his fund, his foundation. All right, hold on. Now, let's see the actual video, Karen, because I feel like, you know, there's a lot of upsetness going on. Why is this fucking with black people? We have to go listen to the video. Shit has more logos in the beginning of Star Wars. Michael right. Brown, Harry Garner, Oscar Grant, Marlene Pinnick. I guess examples of the kind of mentality that exists. There's a lot of clips of police beating up and harassing black people. 
hmm no wonder bill o'reilly has a problem with this video the video is called hands up eric garner tribute hmm no wonder bill o'reilly is upset and the lawyers in the video are just dressed in cop uniforms and uncle murder and mayno are pointing guns at their heads course it's showing like little facts like black people black kids are 21 times more likely to be killed by police than white kids police officer punching a white a black woman because the clips is so funny the clips they showed from the video were just them holding the gun at the lawyers and police officer uniforms Mm -hmm. they don't show any clips of these black people grieving they don't show any clips of the police brutality um they don't tell you what the video is about they make a they make a point not to tell you what the name of the video is isn't that funny like they know if they were to say like well this video is actually a tribute to eric garner it's actually about how police are killing young uh unarmed black men all of a sudden it's uh well well, maybe we shouldn't be so upset about this these cocksuckers supposed to protect us killing unarmed black men making mother silent and this is the government paying without tax dollars all these unjustified shootings. Then they call us animals when we start looting. Them kids ain't had no gun and the police knew it. They need to talk to Obama or let me do it. Hands up. Yeah. I feel like they just don't understand us. They don't. Gotta stay strong, hold on, keep my hands up. Yeah. Officer, please don't shoot cause my hands up. Don't shoot. I see why they didn't even play any of the song too. Nothing about that sounds uh like kill a motherfucking cop, nigga. Like mm-hmm. it's like it's all just like please don't shoot me. And it was like it's yes, this is, this is too dangerous. Uh we need to get anyway a hundred. A hundred. I'm sorry. Well, Karen, you already said a hundred, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's on the all time list. Anytime you bring him up, I don't give a fuck what it is, it's a hundred. All right. Uh let's see, we'll do another one. Um uh racist cartoon is the reason the san diego cops thinks he was punished 
um let's see here uh san diego california police officer is suing his supervisors for allegedly punishing him after he objected to the use of a racist cartoon in training sessions um let's see kgtv so he was like no yeah he he said nah i'm not cool with this this racist and they said you are fired. First on 10 News, a San Diego police sergeant suing over a racist cartoon shown during a training session. Team 10 broke the story at midday, and now the NAACP is responding. Investigator Melissa Masiha is joining us now, and this cartoon was shown in a training session, we're told, uh, to hire us. Yeah, and it was shown in multiple classes four sergeants and lieutenants. Now, the sergeant says he tried to speak out against the cartoon, but was transferred to a different division as a result. A warning, the cartoon is offensive. Treating other people as how you want to be treated, you know. This is Sergeant Arthur Scott during an interview with 10 News last year. Now, the 10-year veteran of the San Diego Police Department is suing over this. In the lawsuit, Scott said this cartoon... Now, Arthur Scott is what we refer to in america as black and uh it's a you know the cartoon is a picture of a black police officer with big black lips so uh, not even drawn like a yeah threat. like a racist caricature right um and it says uh like it has little icons above everybody on the street's head that he's walking down the street with a billy club and like for the over the dog it says him much bad uh just just racist shit just stupid like he's stupid supposedly cartoon from the early 1900s was used to reference officer frank mccarter the first black san diego police officer during a training session august of last year the cartoon shows mccarter as a monkey the NAACP said the racist image should be shown in this story so people could see what happened in the training class. The cartoon also shows derogatory comments geared toward Asians. The cartoon is racist. Dr. Andre Branch of the NAACP reviewed the cartoon. To indicate in a training um, examples of racism, it would be appropriate. But it would not be appropriate to simply illustrate another african-american human being it wasn't about hey you know here's an example of despicable racism from the past it wasn't about hey i want to talk about race relations and how we have to we can't we can't do this sort of thing attorney dan gillian represents the sergeant the lawsuit says when scott complained about it he was transferred out of the southeastern division something he did not want Scott has spoken out before. The lawsuit said in 2011 he complained about racist images of President Barack Obama in some officers' lockers. A lieutenant said he was being hypersensitive. Obviously, the chiefs here don't particularly appreciate someone's right to speak out against racism. It's not the first time the department was accused of racism. Last year, sources said officers complained because there were, quote, too many black faces on a mural inside San Diego's Southeastern Division Station. At that time, three officers talked to Team 10 anonymously for fear of retaliation. And just in the last 40 minutes, we got a response from Chief Shelley Zimmerman. She said they were made aware of this pending lawsuit this afternoon and that they take the allegations very seriously. They will fully cooperate and support any and all investigations. We've also reached out to local Asian American groups. We'll have their comments tonight at 7, so this is a story we definitely will be following throughout the evening. Thank okay. you. New tonight, a
So, uh, I gotta get that 100, Karen. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And my thing is that he shows a trail because jobs do that shit where you're doing your job, all of a sudden you get transferred and you didn't request a transfer. Mm-hmm. Like, can you explain to me why he was moved? And you probably really can't give a legitimate excuse. Yeah, and he's, you know, fighting a good fight, man, because if they think that shit about their own officers, what do you think they think about the citizens that they have to go out and interact with all the time? Correct. You know, it's one of the things about being a minority police officer is you catch it from both sides sometimes, and a lot of times people end up, you know, going the hardest because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, last fucking with black people. An Atlantic City restaurant planned to honor Dr. Martin Luther King on Monday uh, by placing some slain civil rights leaders' favorite foods on its menu. Uh, it was lost on some offended social media users. Some people angrily tweeted about Borgata's decision to offer a $24 dish featuring fried, mac- fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, sweet potato casserole, collard greens, and homemade pecan pie. What did they call it? The civil right plate? What's happening here? Professional poker player Sean D tweeted a picture of the special menu followed by the hashtag, is it racist? Uh, others retweeted a picture of the menu, added comments such as, you gotta be kidding me and trash. Regatta management said there was nothing offensive about the Metropolitan's food choices. Our general manager of the restaurant is an African American female who wanted to come up with the menu to celebrate and honor Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, and I'll put the image in the chat room. Yeah, and I'm not offended at all. So you guys can see it. As long as they ain't called the We Shall Overcome Slave Plate, what's the problem here? Um, says, uh, we allow our managers to run the re- their restaurants. She did research and came up with an authentic recipe. It's very clear these were his favorite foods. Lupo says, casinos, restaurants, offer menus geared towards holidays, including Chinese meals at Chinese New Year, Mexican food on Cinco de Mayo. Uh, basically, the picture shows Martin Luther King Jr. special, main entree, fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, sweet potato casserole, collard greens, dessert, home-style pecan pie. Um, so, uh... I'm just offended that it was $24. So, what would you give it, Karen? Uh, I'm... Zero for me. Like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, because maybe... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just don't care. Like, as long as, you know... She ain't called the walk to Selma plate. I'm good. Mm. Um, man, I don't know, man. Eh. I mean, because it's normal food that people probably could order any other time. Yeah, I guess I'm letting it slide because a black woman came up with it and she said she did the research and it's really what he ate. So I'm letting it slide. If they would have had any level of attitude about it or been like, fuck, it's wrong with y'all or whatever. Maybe I'd be more upset, but if she really, if it, if that's really the story, uh, that, and that really was his favorite food, I think black people need to stop being ashamed of shit like that. <laughs> Cause it's not, it's not our fault. Fried chicken is delicious. And if to a everybody. motherfucker don't like it, then fuck them. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Like we should not have to hold that burden of, uh, of that shit, you know? Um, so I don't know. I think I'm okay with it. Uh, all right, let's get into our other segment um, that everybody's waiting on.
Choices. Let's keep it hurry. Let's hurry it up tonight. Ballerific relationships, inconsistent men, shame on you by At Milligree. Number two, groupie tales. Sex with Shannon Brown is what wet dreams are made of. Number three, court documents detail how Iggy Azalea met Hefe Wine and may have lied in court. Number four, K. Michelle breaks it off with Bobby May, says he's fame hungry. Bobby May's news leak. And number five, groupie tales. We've got another little Deval tale. Um, chat room decides yeah you guys let us know and uh, we'll decide all my bitches love me three for Dr. Dostax two five two two five five five's catching up three one five five it's five it's five guys okay yep five so it's groupie tales we got another little Duvall tale Let's see what's going on with this one. Um, posted by a girl, 11-8. We have another groupie tale featuring Lil Duvall. This one seems to be much older since it's based around the time Duvall had dreads and he had them in at least five or six years. Uh, oh, he hasn't had them in in five or six years. Does it coincide with our last one? Read below and find out. Catch up on the first Lil Duvall groupie tale by clicking here. So they have another link to catch oh, up. Let me put his uh, picture to in To get here. us in the loop. Yeah. Uh, should we read the first one first? Yeah, if it's not long. All right. Or maybe I'll save it for a, another day or something. Because actually it's not showing up. So, all right. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll save it for it. Yeah, we'll we'll do that up. one another time. Yeah. Um, disclaimer. Groupie tales are submitted by our readers. We can not confirm with 100% accuracy of any story top posted. I had an encounter with Lil Duvall when I transferred to GSU for my junior year in college. This was at the time that he had dreads, which was very sexy to me. I happened to walk up to him after he was having a conversation with a mutual friend of ours at the time. At the time, I didn't want to look like a hoe or anything like that. So I've heard, <laughs> I've heard around town how popular he was. We walked for a little while and exchanged numbers and conversed back and forth. Oh, F-O-U-R-T-H, forth back and forth for a while while we were finally wait for a while where we finally met up and uh, oh, must mean where when we i don't know where we finally met up and fucked his dick is average size yet nicely wide and nice weight as well he definitely knows how to dig deep and had no problem with smacking my ass when i needed him to i told him he can be rough with me which he fulfilled I have this thing that I love to grab his dreads when he was on top of me. Uh, he kept licking my neck, which made my pussy cream on his dick four times. When he grabbed me from the back, I felt his body roll into mine, and he kept telling me to throw it back, which felt so fucking good. I didn't even care that he was community dick in Atlanta at the time, cause I already knew Lil ah! Duvall, I already knew Lil, knew, I already knew Lil Duvall dick has been through plenty. At ATL for my bartender girlfriends alone. 
the only thing i hated about it was the moans and he moans and groans like a bitch and excessive sweating on his forehead which was mood killers and seeing his eyes roll in the back of his head yeah stop enjoying the sex fellas fuck is wrong with y'all ah sweating and shit out here sweating and moaning and groaning and rolling your eyes but at least i know i was the best pussy he had at the time because he stayed in me more times than his bitch all in all he was okay for okay niggas seeing now that that i've experienced Ah! more there's only two comments really though from ashley morgan and these groovy tales is killing me thoughts just want to give away the pee some lemon drop pop are we gonna make comment uh not on that one that's okay. that one didn't, that really one deserve. Worth it. Yeah, that didn't really deserve a comment um so that was that was actually kind of a weak one uh in my opinion uh but i'll we'll save number one number one looked like it got uh two pages worth of comments, comments so yeah we have to come back we have to, to come back one. to number one number one's where is that all right um anyway let me play us out it's your boy yo Gotti. i do grade a shit i'm the realest nigga out and it's the remix Five star chick. With some five star chick. All right. Uh, let's get into our other game. It's time for some guess the race, guys. And it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for guess the race, the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read and play news articles from all over the globe, and we ask our contestants today, the chat room, to guess the race. And the chat room is racist. All right, let's go with uh, this one. A Kentucky police officer became angry after the Super Bowl and football kicked his wife in the head. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> because that is a reasonable response <laughs> to your team not doing as well as you would have hoped they did. You have to football kick your wife. It's her, you it, it was her fault anyway. You, you know it's her fault yeah everything was her fault a kentucky police officer is facing multiple charges for assaulting his wife and a man who tried to defend her oh poor guy uh hey dog don't 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 kick it like that he tried to he got that you okay sis ass whooping trying to help out (laughs) yes he did that's the worst uh the courier journal reported that louisville metro police officer jonathan osborne's wife sharon hmm, sharon osborne told deputies that she had been driving her husband home from a Super Bowl party in Indiana when he suddenly became very angry and punched her in the right side of the face. 
according to a probable according to probable cause affidavit maybe thought she was an unarmed black man according to a probable cause according to a probable cause affidavit the assault caused osborne's wife to swerve and crash into a tractor outside of ray's lawn and garden center that's when lewis mosey and victoria wimp who happened to be driving behind the couple pulled over to provide assistance the document said that osborne snapped at victoria wimp telling her to shut up when she asked if the couple was hurt lewis mosley recalled that osborne was still beating his wife after the crash Oh, she shit. said Mr. Osborne was on her Mrs. Osborne was on her f- hands and feet trying to retrieve some papers when Mr. Osborne kicked Miss Osborne in the head in what was described as a football style kick, like a field goal. God damn. Uh causing her to fall backwards. Mr. Mosey then said Mr. Osborne moved over on top of Mrs. Osborne and tried to choke her out. Mosey admitted to police that he struck Os- Osborne to stop him from attacking his wife. Sharon Osborne later told deputies that Mosey had held her husband down until help arrived. Sharon Osborne was treated for a possible broken arm and other injuries. Oh. Uh, the Osborne, the police officer, was very intoxicated and combative. They said that he tried to spit at officers and kick out the window of a patrol car. Osborne was charged with aggravated battery, domestic violence, battery, resisting law enforcement, criminal recklessness, and public intoxication. He was being held on uh, $30,000 bail uh, in lieu of bond, $30,000 bond, I'm sorry. Uh, so he's still being held in the county jail. Guess the race of Mr. Uh, Jonathan Osborne uh, chat room. Somebody took, took that Seattle laws really hard. Full of bad decisions, Seahawks offensive coordinator. Oh. This one's for Charlie Brown because <laughs> <laughs> Lucy is a bitch too, white. No, ah. no such thing as black kickers in football. White pent up anger because Marshawn wouldn't answer the white man's questions. He also screamed, "Do you know who I am?" While being arrested, he thought he was a kicker, so obviously white bit the head off a of bat. White, white, oh. his bro is white because ain't no nigga gonna tell a strong black woman to shut up and live. White beaters, white beaters are white for a reason. <clears throat> um, thought he was in Street Fighter White and White. The correct answer is, is white. All right, let's see if we can get to a couple more. But uh, football kicked his wife. Yes. Because uh, of, of Seahawks loss. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's insane. Um, all right, let's see here. Ain't no sport worth that to me. Yep. Like, wide right. Um, here's one. Did we already do this? Yeah, we did that one. Okay, all right. At least I think we did. Yeah, yeah we, we definitely did. did. We definitely did that one. Um, here is um. Nah, that would take too long. Trying to find some short ones. Uh, how about this one? A Wando High School student fatally stabbed another student after he sent his girlfriend a Snapchat message on her iPod. Oh. You know, sometimes you got to kill a motherfucker for some shit like that. I don't know about no Snapchat, and I don't think I want to find out. Matthew Joseph Fisher, 16, a junior in high school, was visiting his girlfriend Sunday night on some street I don't care about when Lucas Bennett Cavanaugh, 17, of Sullivan's Island, sent the girl a message. 
according to the arrest affidavit fisher grabbed the ipod and messaged kavanaugh come over and i'll kill you man uh kavanaugh drove over to the house in a silver vw jetta he and fisher started fighting fisher pulled a knife from his right pocket fatally stabbing kavanaugh in the torso and then he fled the scene <gasps> fisher called his mother from his cell phone not far from the house he bought i mean she brought him back to the scene and he told police what happened both families were in court for a bond hearing monday morning kavanaugh's father cried as he stood between a detective and the victim advocate fisher's attorney spoke on behalf of his client this is just a tragedy for the entire wando community and the families involved According to his obituary, Kavanaugh was a junior at Wando High School and inspired to attend the University of Cincinnati to study automotive engineering and design. One of his main passions was restoring his 81 Corvette. When Brown was asked about, was asked after the hearing if he would argue self-defense, he said he was waiting to learn all the facts of what happened. A magistrate can't set bail on a murder charge, so Fisher remains in jail. His bail on the charge possessing a knife during the commission of a violent crime was set at $100,000 um so guess the race of the stabber the person who stabbed him uh which is uh matthew joseph fisher 16 years old uh still in jail let's check the chat room um wait did you already ask okay okay now you're asking okay Okay. tragic for the community white white boys come out and play a cracker san diego police department training material developer white boys can't resist that come at me bro both white corvette white three names white thug come over and i'll kill you so of course he drove right over white black people leave you hanging in temecula ha! oh lord school shooter in training he was simply misunderstood white one who uses coupons to buy cheese come at me bro white drove over in a jetta yeah he's white the correct answer is, is white man over snapchat you know that was a picture of his dick right send my girl picture your dick i'm gonna kill you and the sad part about it in 25 years from now y'all wouldn't have known each other Mm -hmm. um right like it's the most important thing in the world at 16 right uh snapchat might not buy be out of fucking business yeah it won't even be in business by the time he gets out of prison right Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race, and the bonus round against the race. So far, everybody is two for two. Let's see if they can keep going. Check it out. Fresno, California, a Madera police, uh, Madera police say a suspect was not happy about his arrest and protested by making this face for his booking photo. Nathaniel Follett was riding his bicycle when the manager and security asked him to leave. They say he pulled out a pocket knife. He was still holding the knife when officers arrived, but they quickly took him into custody and captured his, his mugshot. So guess the race. Uh, <laughs> that mugshot. Nathaniel Follett, 31 years old, pulled out a knife on some people riding a bike. Black, says Elise. quickly taken into custody that's not a race yep not shot white pulled that knife out of his crown royal bag black it's black quickly taken into custody yeah yeah okay black says sparger 
um afro-american says to jeezy yeah knife on a bike sounds black to me spades enthusiast blacker than missy elliott's gum in the dark room with no lights or windows says black ass rob debo black still alive white uh the correct answer is and many of you missed it he was white so you guys get the booze And some of you did get it. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up with some uh, sword ratchetness, guys. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Where's my sword sound effect here? Let's see a telford man 22 admits the samurai sword charge a uh joshua richards of delbury court in hollingswood pleaded guilty to having a blade in a public space when he appeared in shrewsbury crown court yesterday he was accused of having a sword at waybridge and woodside on september 13th last year judge peter barry adjourned the case for a pre-sentence report to compile uh to be compiled by the probation service richards whom the court heard had just become a father a few days ago, uh, was bailed to reappear back in Shrewsbury Crown Court to face his fate uh, on a date to be confirmed during the week beginning February 16th. Um, so he admitted it. Good. You know, glad he finally came clean. I'll throw the book at him. Okay. We don't need to deal with this kind of bullshit. Mm-mm. Um and lastly a man sets himself on fire after fight over a sword oh mm-hmm. now he didn't have the sword it was a fight over a sword and then he set himself on fire uh-huh. the trailer burned to the ground but the man who set it and himself on fire was saved thanks to a fast-thinking deputy 20-year veteran sheriff's deputy alvin vasquez wore two hats wednesday night keeper of the peace and lifesaver to the very man he would otherwise have to arrest. He is seriously injured, and uh, we're hoping that they're not, the injuries won't cost him his life. Vasquez was first on scene at Dog Lake Place in the senior living community called the Roadrunner Club. He was responding to an argument between neighbors over a sword. It's always been a very quiet place. You know, it's full of older people. You didn't expect anything like this to happen. Deputy Vasquez separated the two men involved. The 65-year-old sword owner retreated inside his mobile home and locked the door. The deputy watched through the sliding glass doors. Doused himself in the area with gas, and unfortunately he he used a cigarette and lit himself on fire. Deputy Vasquez did not hesitate, despite a fast-moving fire and stored ammunition that began to explode because of the heat. He managed to get inside, then dragged the man to safety while still on fire. He was conscious. He wasn't coherent. He was inebriated and uh, he was in a great deal of pain. The man was airlifted to UCSD Burn Center 
in critical condition. Investigators say the man who burned his own home down was actually the aggressor, but so far, no charges have been filed in connection with this case. I'm Dave Summers in Borrego Springs. Yep. This is what those fucking sword worlders do, man. They'll kill themselves to get a sword. To fight over a sword. That's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, guys. Uh, go to Adam and Eve. Use code TBGWT. Yes, please. Get your Valentine's Day specials. And uh, like I said, we will be on uh, the Relationship Handbook uh, on Block Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll uh, put the link in the chat one more time for you guys if you want to hear us. We'll be on that in about five minutes. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be talking some relationship stuff, man. So, um, all right, guys. We'll talk to y'all then until Saturday. I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.